I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome to episode number 16 of Sales Team Rescue. I am your host, Jeremy Demerchant, and I'm really excited today because we have a special guest who's going to blow your mind. So Heather Stafford, now she's kind of a big deal. Uh, she is the founder and chief alchemist for Creative Tech Consulting. She has a vision of solving the time-consuming problems that entrepreneurs face. Her expertise is with creating tailor-made systems, growth, and growth strategies to help businesses generate more leads and build scalable platforms. Heather, welcome and thank you for being on Sales Team Rescue. Thanks for having me. So this is interesting because you're a powerhouse in this tech space. Um, but the key thing that I wanted to bring you on for is something that doesn't get talked about as much, and that's your leadership skills. So I've known you now for a few months, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Completely blown me away with the impact, the passion that you have for what you do, and the way you're trying to change the world. And you're on track for it. But I, I want to talk about what you feel the biggest strength has been as you've grown your business? I mean, honestly, when it comes to team and when it comes to scaling like a corporate style, large team, um, I failed at it the first time. Epically failed at it. Um, And it wasn't because the business model was wrong and it wasn't because the numbers weren't right or our margins weren't good enough. It was because I did not know how to lead a team to accomplish a goal collectively. And um, it took me a while. I I walked away and licked my wounds for a little bit. Not going to lie. I let that company go. I took a year off. um, Surfed around the world, which was awesome. And when I came back, one of the things that I recognized, I I had a personal growth and development coach. And Thomas and I were sitting there and he was like, he's like, this has nothing to do with the structure. He's like, stop talking about the doing and tell me who you're being. And Mm. it's one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs miss. Like we're so caught up in the do it, do it, do it, go, go, go now, 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 sell, sell, sell that we stop. And we do not, we don't take into account how we're being with the people around us or how we're, what type of person we're being to attract the team that you need. I want to let that land for a second for the audience because that's such a big thing that we don't talk about, right? Where you're right. We no are, one talks about it. No, it's like the, the best kept secret because nobody realizes it. And the few that do don't want to admit it. And, and, when, true. and, and when they realize it for themselves, it's like their superpower all of a sudden. Yeah. Right, so so that, one of the things, one of the things that it's the biggest thing that people miss, but one of the things that people don't take into account is who you be is who your team's going to be for you. So how you show up is how everybody else is going to show up. So if you're um, inconsistent, you're a great starter, but a terrible finisher, um, you don't follow through with your commitments, you don't keep your word, um, simple things. You say things you don't mean. Um, you're short with people. Um, you don't take other people's personal lives and feelings into account. 
your team's going to do the exact same thing. And they're that, that's how they're going to show up in your business. And the only person that it really hurts is you because your face is on the side. Your reputation is the one on the line. And I'm, and no team's perfect. Like I have a team now. I've, I, I'm a decent sized team now. And the, one of the caveats is that I have family members that work um, in my company. And that makes it even the dynamic even more possibly frustrating. Interesting is a good word for it. Um, but it really can, um, it can create turmoil. And so really setting up, setting the stage, um, setting the expectation and then not only holding yourself to it, but holding everybody to it, no matter who they are in your life. Um, and being really transparent, be really clear. Like it's, it's the difference between running an effective team that has standard operating procedures and running an ineffective team because you don't mm. like that's a basic it, but it's a basic that almost every entrepreneur doesn't have accomplished. Um, they don't really know how to do it because that's not, that's not their jam. And it's the last thing on the, on the to-do list. Oh, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll write a training for that. I'll write a training for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to get to be a Mary Poppins one of these days too. And I'm still sure I'm, I'm pretty sure I can't fly. Right. <laughs> so if you don't set up the basics, if you don't build the blocks, put your business together in the right order, like on the right timeline, and then effectively be a strong leader to lead a team instead of doing the doing as a solopreneur, scaling is almost impossible. Right. So, so we're talking about leadership. We're talking about how you show up and you've got to, you've got to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk if you want your team to do the same thing. Correct. And it sounds like it, it, it you, really you is had, the little things. Yeah. It's, it's the difference. It's like, if, if you say like everybody's in the office at nine and you walk in at nine 15, you're not setting a standard. You're not setting a good example. Mm. Like be an integrity with your word for the littlest things. Cause the little things are the big things. They're the most important things. How you show up in those small spaces is what's going to make a difference in how your team shows up in the big spaces. Like I have, I mean, we, we obviously we run a digital marketing agency and I run a, um, a, another company. I'm, I'm a business growth consultant, so I'm a full stack developer and a full stack automation marketer. So I do growth hacking and how you, how I position that versus how my development team would position that is way different. So it is as simple as like, when you get on the phone, if you got on the phone with um, my client happiness director or my assistant or me or my developers, my coders or my programmers, we all sound the same way. We all say the same things. We all explain, deliver and, and, and break down everything that we do in the exact same manner because we sat and we trained on it and I talked about it. And when I brought them on, it wasn't whether or not they were an expert in what it was that I was doing, but whether or not they were willing to take responsibility in being the best at explaining the way I do this process. Yeah, that's, that, that's huge. I mean, when, when we've got sales teams, uh, you know, speaking from a leadership perspective, but also to be able to um, disseminate that information down to the team, right? The messaging has to be consistent. Whether like every single salesperson on a team needs to be on brand, needs to be on point, and needs to speak 
in that language that's going to be in alignment with with the company, the brand, the message, the product. Correct. But if you're not consistently on brand, or if you're not if you're not facilitating people being consistently in integrity with like, I mean, it's simple as lunch hour. Like lunch is from twelve to one. Lunch is not from twelve thirty to one forty five. Lunch is from twelve to one. And then being in responsibility for like showing up the same way you expect your team to show up or how you, how you respond to a client email, how you respond to a possible leads email. Like, what do you say? How do you sign off? How do you address problems? Um, if you say, we're going to get back to you in 24 hours, do you do it? Do you show up in, in responsibility for being your word and staying on brand with, with your mission? Because your mission, entrepreneurs all have big visions and I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. I made more money as a freelancer than I ever will, will ever make now by miles, like miles and miles and miles. I posted something on Facebook not too long ago. Um, it was a, it was one of Gary Vernon videos and it was like, you know, yeah, as a freelancer, it was easy. I was the only person around and I made a ton of money and it wasn't about vision. Like when I transitioned and decided to grow a corporation and grow a big company, it was because I had decided that I wanted to do something specific. I turned around one day and I looked at my coach and I was like, I want to impact 1 million entrepreneurs to live their dreams on their terms. And I do something that most people are not comfortable with. Technology is the bane of an entrepreneur's existence, especially when they're creatives. They're like, I just don't want to deal with it. I, I just don't want to deal with this. Okay, okay, great. I got you. Like, let's, make this real. Let's put this into action. Let's make it automated. Let's make it not create burnout. And everybody else on my team shows up like that. Yes. Some of, some of my team, my team is not required to be on call, but yes, I have developers that will answer the phone at two o'clock in the morning when a client's freaking out. Is it often? No, we have pretty good systems in place, but when something happens, they show up because of how I show up how you show up and develop a team. It's not about knowing, knowing how to hire them or, well, how do I run a team meeting? YouTube it. Seriously, just YouTube it. It's not rocket science. Decide what you want to talk about, give everybody a vote. The end. But it's how you, it's how you're showing up in your day-to-day, everyday life process. It's like, okay, I'm going to be this person so that when you show up at work, you, you will be that person as well. Awesome. So I want to go one step further now. Okay. Uh, how do we apply this and how is it different to apply it to a virtual team? I know you've got, most of your team is virtual. I do know there's mm-hmm. at least one team member that isn't as virtual in your business that they're sometimes within walking distance of you. There's um, one team but, member that's upstairs right now. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, but most of your team's virtual. So you're talking about things that, like, you know, having lunch be from 12 to one, like very, uh, you know, brick and mortar, you know, corporate office kind of approach. Right. What does that look like in a virtual team? So virtual teams are hard. Um, it, it has so much to do with communication and how you choose to communicate with people. Um, we, I have a really creative way of vetting new team members. Um, I run uh, a, a, certifi- a certification internship and apprenticeship program. So that is how I usually hire 
Um, we put quite a few people through it. I don't obviously don't hire them all, but um, that's how I look for talent because people want, uh, there are thousands of people who want to learn how to be digital marketers. And I, well, I love, I love this space. I love the industry. I obviously love what I do. Um, I, I think that there's a gap in, in the training and the teaching and everybody becoming like, I'm a social media expert. It says who? Show me why you're an expert because I can guarantee you, you're not. You are not. You have, you, you have no idea what you're doing. You just learned one strategy from a live training and you're like, I'm going to be a social media manager. Um, okay, go for it. I've got 16 years in the, in the digital marketing space. And um, one of the things I wanted to do was I wanted to give people a better understanding of the why. Like, why do you, why do you do Facebook? Why should we do Facebook ads? There's a reason why it fits into a business and where it fits into a business and the timeline and the marketing structure. And so we started about a year ago, we started an apprenticeship and internship program, and it has been going really, really awesome. Now, that's how I vet my team members, because that's, I, I hire from within that pool 95% of the time. I have, I've only hired out, outside of my, of my program once. Okay. For full-time team members. Now we've got people who live everywhere from South Africa all the way to Paris. I've got um, a developer that lives in um, New Zealand. Um, my development manager lives in Seattle. I'm currently in Southern Idaho right now. Um, I've got a couple of girls that live in Southern California, one in Austin, one in North Carolina. And we kind of decided on what we call like a, generalized hours. So there's a section of hours where you have to have Slack open on your open. I mean, it's an app on your phone. We also all communicate on it on one Slack channel. It makes it a lot easier. Like that platform has been my favorite business tool for teams. It works really well. You can have private conversations, like everything's in one place, but when you're signed in, it tells me you're there. And that's kind of like the time clock method. Like, if I know that you're around or available, and if you're stepping away from a device that you cannot help a client on, like if you're getting in the car, I'm running errands, but you can change your Slack statuses. So we use that, like that's one of our primary methods of communication. And then for bringing in like independent contractors, they have, we run everything on a what by when. So it's, this is what needs to be done. This is by when it needs to be done for me to approve it. And then by when it needs to be done for the client to approve it. And by when it goes live. So everything's got three by one dates and our deadlines are a non-negotiable. If you are going to miss a deadline, somebody's probably dying. Otherwise you don't miss deadlines in my company. It isn't, it's not up for negotiation. It's not up for discussion. It's just not, it doesn't happen. Now we've adjusted, we've adjusted deadlines that are, um, Maybe like just not, it don't make sense. A couple of times I've opened my mouth to a client and said, yeah, let's, we can do that next week. And my team's like, no, we can't. That is not a little project. And I'm like, oh, got it guys. Sorry. I'm like, they're going to give you a date, but it is, it's about how you communicate. And it is about the process that you go through with everything. Everything should have a step-by-step process. So like our onboarding, like timeline approvals, plot project approvals, deadlines, all that stuff. We have little checklists for everything and a manual that goes with everything. So that, I mean, that helps a lot when you're trying to scale, especially when you're trying to scale a big team that's all over the world. And honestly, virtual teams help. Are you kidding me? 
the span of the time zone. That's so nice because I've got clients all over the world. And I would like to not be up at two o'clock in the morning to have, you know, a noon meeting with a client in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was talking to a sales rep yesterday in Indonesia. It's like, oh, this is kind of neat. Right. Yeah. I, awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, our, um, our head of content development lives in South Africa. She's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I have never met a more talented writer and communicator. And she, I mean, she even flip-flops her schedule so that she can get on the phone with me. She's like, oh, no, no. She's like, it's only 9 o'clock here. I'm like, it's 9 o'clock at night. And she's like, it's fine. She's like, I slept this afternoon. But it is. It's about flex. And virtual team members, um, they get a lot of benefits. Like, they can work when they want to. The hours are flexible. You can, you don't worry about when you do doctor's appointments or when you do, you know, pick your kids up from school. Like it gives people the opportunity to grow um, in that entrepreneurial lifestyle, even if they don't want to be an entrepreneur. Mm. I gotcha. Okay. So, so we're talking about leadership. We're talking about communication. Um, If you are just joining us, we have Heather Stafford, the chief alchemist from creative tech consulting. And we're, this, this is awesome. So I want to like tear it all apart, but we don't have enough time to like dig into everything because there's so much good stuff there. We got so, a little time. <laughs> what do you want to tear apart most? Well, so the communication is huge, but I don't want to get lost in tech because that's your world. And it uh, is. Um, but I really want to highlight the parts from before, you know, who you're being, how you're showing up, you're walking the walk, not just talking the talk. And and that being the, the standard that's set for your team. And so when we combine that with the virtual teams, we look at the, the communication. You're talking about a Slack channel, um, taking advantage of the different time zones. What are some things that we can do as people who want to lead virtual teams? Okay, this happens to be most people are looking at sales teams, but any virtual team at all. What are things that we can do to be showing up or, you know, walking the talk from a virtual perspective, because the communication is obviously huge and that's, Mm -hmm. you know, the ideal breaker for a lot of people in a lot of cases, but, but what can I do staying behind that? You know, I've got the computer monitors here and the cameras and back and forth on different chat platforms, but what can I do to make my team feel like I'm showing up that I'm there, that I am going all in and make them want to follow. I mean, honestly, it's, I'm, I'm going to say something really funny. Have you ever heard the term, keep it simple, stupid? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is a simple, like when you, when you're talking to a team member, when you're talking to somebody who works for you, um, like I don't, I don't dictate to anybody. The closest thing, closest thing I can come to that is right after, like if I get right after I get on a, on a up a planning call, I'll voice memo my assistant a list of things to remember about that client. And there's not a lot of warm and fuzzy feeling at that. Here's the list of things before I forget. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, G. And that's about it. But otherwise, like, um, you, you treat people, you, you, you will train people to treat you the way you treat others. Treat people the way you want to be treated. You know, but you, you do, you, you train people that you will to understand that you will allow certain things. So setting healthy boundaries, um, Mm -hmm. having, um, what's called like, uh, open office. Like there isn't anything that is off limits. 
I, I will give you a fun example. Embarrassingly fun. I had one of my team members reach out to we We had been on a couple of meetings and I was in the middle of a sales cycle. I was a little, I was a little stressed. And, um, I had one of my team members like four 30 in the afternoon. I need, I, if it's possible, I need to speak with you today. And I said, yeah, like give me a minute. I'll give you a call. And this was the, this was an epic, epic, like just win for me and how we built our team and what we did. But, um, she started off with, so I'd like to frame this conversation with, there's a couple of things that are coming up for me and, um, I'm going to go over all of them. And then I would like your feedback. And she had an open floor that was uninterrupted to tell me that I was being a BATC, you know what? (laughs) She was Uh like, you were mean and it's not who you usually are. And I'm concerned because this isn't how we operate. And I was unaware that this I, I, I just, it, it kind of blew me away. And now I'm, I'm in this like shock zone. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I caught myself because we're human. You're not perfect, but we have open office policy, which means my team can come to me and they will never get punished for being like, Hey, by the way, you suck right now a lot. And I really don't want to say it, but right now you kind of suck and we really need to fix this. So everybody, I mean, even, even my, my assistant could do that. And there's, we, we don't, we don't punish people for that. You can't punish people for not understanding. And you get to, you get to, you get to enroll them in having conversations a specific way. So it's, I'd love to have a conversation with you. And in order for me to make sure that I'm communicating effectively, when I'm complete, I'm going to ask you, what did you hear me say? Because it's going to give you epic feedback on how you're choosing to communicate and what other people are actually hearing. Because it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what somebody hears. Right. And we all have our own unique, like our own unique speaking style, our own unique hearing style. We all have limiting beliefs and I I call them emotional headphones Mm -hmm. where it's like, I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that. We all do it. We're human. So giving people a platform where they know that it is a safe arena to have a conversation like this and then giving each other honest feedback, like actually honest feedback, like, Hey, let's fix this. This is what I heard you say. That's not what I meant. So what I'm trying to say is, and you have to rephrase it because clearly the universe isn't hearing you right. I have clients that go, I really don't understand what you're saying, Heather. I'm like, hold on. Rework, rewind. And I'll rephrase something. So if your clients are saying that to you, why aren't you allowing your team to say the same thing? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And that's one of the big shifts that I've found. Cause I I'll say to any of my team members, like one-on-one, you can tell me I'm being the biggest, whatever, right. Mm-hmm. Team environment. And I won't do the same. I'll do the same for you. Right. Yeah, you would never the team. There's no throwing under the bus for the team. Uh, but to be able to have that open platform, that open open office, mm-hmm. open I, I office, a huge thing. And one thing that I think it's easy to overlook. And you said, "Okay, I'll call you." Okay, we hide behind these chat apps, Slacks or Teamwork or get whatever. on the phone with your employees, with your team members, with your with your partners, with your clients. This, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna communicate digitally and virtually. 
Yeah, there's there's so much emotion is not communicated through the written language. I mean, it can be, but it's not like you're not going to understand my come from based on the words that I write. You're going to understand my come from based on the position I speak it from. You're going to know who I'm trying to be in that moment. Something there, there are quite a few things that I say often that are, they can be, can, they can be misconstrued as sharp, harsh, cold, rude, overly direct, <laughs> um, controlling. But if you hear me speak those words, you'd be like, oh, isn't she sweet? Because it's who you be. Right. It's, it's about who you're being. People have it backwards. So I had an amazing mentor that said, you know, everybody says, so when I have money, then I'm going to go do this great thing and I will be happy. Mm, it's not the case. If I be happy and do great things, I will have what I need. So if we flip the model around and kind of flip how we're looking at things, how we're, how we're coming about it, it's always about who you be first. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Now I want to jump into my favorite part, although this has been an amazing interview, but we have a little thing called the lightning round. <laughs> I don't think that I prepped you for it. <laughs> so we know you didn't. Answers. <laughs> I'm going to get yelled at later. Um, all right. So Heather, we know coffee's for closers. What's your favorite kind of coffee or comparable drink? Mm. You know, Dutch Brothers makes this blended thing. It's called a birthday cake. And it's got eight shots and something that actually tastes like funfetti cake. And it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. And there's so... Esther Blum, I am so sorry. I, I swear I don't drink them very often. My uh, my nutritionist would probably drop to the floor if she knew how much I love those things. They're so good. Um, no, I am. I'm a I'm a total geek out for coffee. Um, I really really like um, specialty beans and specialty roasts. Um, I love the way coffee smells. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. What's the number one book or movie that you recommend to sales reps or sales leaders, or you can say your team? Number one. Um, right now. Oh, I wonder if I have a copy of it here. I don't think I do. Um, and I cannot remember who authored it. It's called shortcut your startup. Okay. I will find that right now. Awesome. Why? Um, it was, it was a relative and logical read. Like it was a real, like they, they explained the dynamic of shortcutting the startup process in a real life, tangible, actionable scenario. Um, well put together, well developed, um, well written. It was what, I mean, I, I read that book and we went from right at, no, uh, like right over six figures to a half a million dollars in six months. Wow. Yep. Shortcut your startup. That's the magic pill. Just kidding. There's no magic pill, but it's there great, isn't. 
<laughs> that is. Um, Suzanne Evans wrote a book, um, you know, for leadership, quite honestly, Suzanne Evans wrote a book called How You, um, and it's called How You Do One Thing is How You Do Everything. Mm. I highly suggest, suggest for those of you who want to up your leadership game, take a read on that book. She is probably one of the most effective, like, business developers that I've ever met. She scaled from a one-man show to, I believe her, I believe her team's at like 28 right now. Um, they do, I think they do like seven, $8 million a year. Um, and she leads two epic live events, but how she interacts with her team is exactly what we've been talking about. She built an amazing, super committed, highly inspired, highly driven team. Awesome. All right. We'll, we'll grab the link for that and we'll put that in the description as well. Excellent. So now who's someone you've considered a mentor in your life? Aside from Suzanne, obviously Suzanne is my, she is, she is my mentor and um, my business coach, um, Thomas Mangum. So Thomas was, uh, he was and is still, depending on what kind of a day I've had, um, one of the best um, personal and professional um, leadership development coaches that I have ever had the pleasure of working with. Um, and he showed me my why. Amazing. Amazing. And my favorite question. What's the strangest thing you do in your daily routine to keep you on your game? The strangest thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have, I, I have a really red, very regimented ritual, like daily that happens. Um, I do the same things in the same order every morning, every single morning. Um, but strangest thing um, I do, I run my calendar on 15 minute sprints. Oh, Gotcha. And so how do you feel that that impacts your day? Um, it is one of the most effective time management, pro- uh, time management and productivity methods that I found. Um, I picked it up from Elon Musk. Clearly he's doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it was what actually helped me, um, especially with a virtual team. It helped me gauge um, my sleeping patterns. Um, cause everything's run by your circadian rhythm. So it really, it helped me feel a lot better. Wow. That's awesome. Very cool. All right, folks. This is Heather Stafford, chief alchemist, creative tech consulting. She has been sharing all of her genius with us around leadership, around communication, around virtual teams and Heather, how can the audience learn more about you? Um, if you want to connect with me, if you've got questions or you just want to chat, you can go to creativetechconsulting.com. There's a button on the site. Um, you will be able to book a call directly with me. Um, that's a, that's a chat button. So feel free. You can find me on Facebook, friend me, you can hang out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. And thank you to those of you that are watching and listening live. And remember to check out this recording and all past episodes and a link to future episodes of Sales Team Rescue at salesteamrescue.com. Thank you once again. I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant. Remember, get uncomfortable, get results. We will see you next Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Until then, go close some sales. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. 
If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. 